Randy said that the episode like two ago where Jenna said I was right. They yeah. said there's a, that section it needs to be cut out and used in our intro. You know what? Randy's never had good ideas. We take it beyond the bar, though. I'm your host, Modinga. I'm with me with a red solo cup. But today, it's not beer. It is benchmark bourbon. Is my dude, Taekwondo Bro. What's up? <laughs> Hell <laughs> Going yeah. Going back to your martial arts yeah, days. bro. What, did you do Taekwondo? Or? Yeah, I did. Started off when I was a kid. I did Mudu Kwan. And then did the complete, op- which is more hands than feet. And then did the complete opposite. Ta- and did Taekwondo, where it's all feet, feet, no hands. Yeah. Very little hands. <laughs> Fly- flying feet everywhere. Everywhere. Got feet for days. <laughs> Feet in your face. Yep. Close that distance real quick. Try this. So take a sip of that benchmark. Mm, that's tasty. Supposed to drink it, not sip. Uh, clearly, this is this is our counterpart who has Pirate Bay rum in her <laughs> yeah. purse. So she is and, and sitting down um, <laughs> with a can of Lacroix and a uh, fun size bottle of Parrot Bay coconut rum. She's trying to make a comparison to your freaking whiskey here, bro. Your bourbon is our director of social media, Jenna Fisher. <laughs> and How are you? Head of the show. Yeah. She, what'd she say earlier? The you star can, is here or something. Yeah, yeah. You, you can give yourself all the titles you want. Grand scheme of things. It'll never be Fisher and friends. <laughs> See, no uh, matter how many I'm, I'm waiting for the next time I record, she's got her name on the bathroom door and she's got like lights in there and she's like putting <laughs> her makeup on. Or we're going to get one of those signs that Megan Blake sent us and say Fisher and friends. <laughs> Don't that, give her that's an ideas. awesome idea. <laughs> She'll make it Fisher and Friends. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it, Meg. Don't do it. The Fisher and Friends shirts. Yeah. And we have somebody hanging out with us. Uh, you've heard us. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear 82 times in the background. <laughs> Lavana. How are you doing? Yeah. So, so now that she's back, she, you have what? Six rest days now. So we'll see you next. This is true. We'll see you next Monday. She did that for three weeks, Mo. She did three wads in three weeks. Yeah. She did have some life events going on, but she's back. And like we always say, you know, getting back is the hardest part. But we'll still see her <laughs> next week. And uh, speaking of getting back, uh, being the hardest part, I want to give a shout out to Emily Sparnell. She uh, dropped a message saying, that, I know her. Uh, <laughs> we all know her. Uh, Air Force veteran. Shout out. Thank you for your service. Um, lab tech, I believe. And uh, she just mentioned that due to some re- recent changes in her life, um, after listening to the falling off the wagon episode, I had mentioned where about getting to the gym is the hardest part. And in her message, she said, you know, getting up at five o'clock is hard. But she said what was helping her to get to the gym was she kept hearing me say, get, you know, getting to the gym is the hardest part. So. Like when all three of us talk about the show, it's like still weird to think that people listen, listen. <laughs> I guess first off, but it's also cool to, to realize that people actually value what we have to offer. So shout out to Emily. Thanks for the message. And then what was the other how message? Come, how come Jenna's never got one of those messages? <laughs> they message me privately and tell me how awesome I am. So. Is that one of those things where you can send the message to yourself? Yeah. Like those, like those burner burner yeah. accounts. <laughs> yeah, I got. Oh, yeah, she did get a gift. I got a gift, and yeah, and so did uh, Angie. Yeah. From uh, so it, it seems that there's been like some serial mystery gift giving around the gym here Weird. lately. Yeah, start off with what uh, a birthday present I think for Allie, or some sort of present mm-hmm. for Allie. Yep, and then shout out Allie. Hi Allie. Then some. <laughs> then who? Somebody else got something. Everyone Eric just, got something. It's right? Oprah Winfrey. She's yeah. handing everything out. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Brody got his uh, floor scrubber. Um, <laughs> I still can't believe that someone bought that. It's and, not like they just went out and bought me a fifty dollars gift card. Yeah, it's not like they got you some socks or something. Yeah, it's like a full on yeah war scrub or floor yeah. scrubber. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, sorry with the pegboard too. Oh, that was a gift too. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, some sick person and then i get a package from amazon today and open it up and i thought it was gifts for the trainers because it kind of fit 
Mm-hmm. And since we have our five year coming up, mm. well, I just said on the desk, but come to find out was gifts to me, Angie, and Jenna. It was that what their bracelets were? Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I don't so, know. Was it different? What was your bracelet? It said capture life. Hmm. Hmm. How fitting since you're a photographer. So as we slowly creep on 28,000 downloads, yep. yeah, we just went over 27. We just checked the numbers before we listened. So thank you for all the likes, shares, and subscriptions. Thank you for all those um, written uh, five-star iTunes reviews. Latest one was from Brooklyn. Yep. Brooklyn Alexis. <laughs> We're at 69, man. We need to get someone yeah, get to, we get, need to get, get 70. 70. Yeah, Let's push, go. Push us over the top. We've always been good about having one written review or one review per episode and we're hitting. Yeah, we're, yeah, you're right. This is episode 70. Episode that's, 70. That's very rare for podcasts that have that many reviews for, per for the episode. number of shows. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One to one ratio. That's pretty solid. So we need this. If we don't have 70 by the time this hits uh, next week, then uh, you haven't done it. <laughs> Write that shit up. Stop being lazy, bro. <laughs> and then, yeah. Continue, Help us out. Continuing with all the gift giving, we did receive. Oh, there it is. We did get a message from Gareth Lilly, uh, one of our homies from down under uh, on Instagram. He goes by that CrossFit dad. Um, he, he had uh, messaged me about a month ago and said he was going to try and send us some uh, um, alcoholic beverages from Australia. So I was trying to keep it a secret to, from bro. But uh, he messaged us today and I guess all uh, posts that goes outside of the country automatically gets x-rayed or something. <laughs> Yeah, they check your contraband. I watch border security all the time. <laughs> so, and out of nowhere, <laughs> they do. Yeah, so I guess it, uh, our our delivery got held up at uh, at the post office down there. But we do appreciate the effort, brother. Um, we'll have to hook him up with our people who get us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get shut down by iTunes. <laughs> Telling people how to get um, delicious beverages outside of their respective countries. It's not like we're shoving heroin up someone's ass, no. <laughs> I've done like that we're, one. We're not, it's not Thursday yet. Yeah. We don't have donkeys coming across. Got people mules. mewling. You're not even allowed to bring in like vegetables or meat or beans and well, stuff. Yeah. Parasites. Yeah. Bugs and stuff. But we're talking about stuff that can't that, really. Yeah. It can't go bad. It can't. Well, that it won't. All it does is spread relations between the different countries. Yeah. I don't know what the big deal is. Right. And the whole like Cuban cigar thing. It's like, it makes no sense. <laughs> Because there's some marijuana in there. In Cuban cigars? <laughs> I don't know. Jeezy Pete's. <laughs> Just keep drinking your Pirate Bay. In LaCroix. No. In LaCroix. Okay. So today's episode, this come from are the, the Killer of Chalk Buckets? Yes. That, that's her um, Game of Thrones name, right? Yes, killer, killer of Chalk, Chalk Buckets. Buckets. Yep. Forever Sore Mandasore. Um, I, I guess, well, should we go ahead and crown her the winner of the LaCroix? From to. Jenna? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you want anything from Jenna, but yeah. I'll give her one next time we compete. I'll give a signature on there. They're going to AKP. Or yeah, AKP. At Festivus? Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, which, um, Beth, I Beth. think, is competing. Really? Or her husband. Oh, yeah, because they do the, this year the Festivus is uh, male-female couples. I think she's overqualified, though. <laughs> if you can do a muscle-up, I'm just saying, you Beth, shouldn't be in Festivus. Beth, I think you're overqualified. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't realize she was going to be there. And it's going to be doing power hour. Sweet. Yeah. The, uh, that's going to be at AKP CrossFit. Well, it'll have been over by the time you guys hear this message. But if you're not familiar with Festivus, it's a um, reference to Seinfeld Festivus for the rest of us. It's like the anti-Christmas, but it's basically a competition designed for people that are um, not. It's, it's like a non-fire breathers type competition. Really good uh, entry level comp. They uh, split between. In the spring, it's a couple or pairs. The fall, it's individual. It's a or worldwide. Actually, we've talked about this competition before because Bro sent lots of athletes. And if you've never competed and are interested in competing, uh, it's a good opportunity because, like I said, it's a good time. Low threshold. The weights and movements are manageable, and they do like scaled, intermediate, and then I think that's masters. It. Yep, masters. So there's a uh, plenty of opportunity for everybody to compete in that. So if you are into that sort of thing, like competition, whether it be against a, an opponent or yourself, today's episode is for you. Today's episode is going to be the most important episode of everything that we've ever done. But I would argue that about the other 69 episodes prior to this. <laughs> I, I'm Moses setting this up for something. I don't even know what's going on. But um, 
at the request of Forever Sore Mandasaur, she threw a couple items out there and immediately like bro and I fired like almost immediately at each other. We're like, dude, this is a good one. And today we are going to talk about strength building. Yeah, bro. Everybody needs it. Got to have it. Pick it up, put it down. <laughs> Either pick it up, put it down slow or pick it up, put it down fast, right? Jump what? around. <laughs> jump, jump, jump around. <laughs> and that's what one sip of Benchmark Bourbon will do to you. <laughs> Getting lit over here. Litty titty. Yep. So, um, so it's just starting off uh, building strength. What's, is there a best way to do it? Is there a best way to build strength? Yeah, you pick something up and, and you, then you put it down. And then the next and time then you, you pick around. it up and make it heavier. Yep. And then you put it down again and you just keep repeating that over and over. Until you get strong. Until you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan and pushing that wheel of death around yes. <laughs> for countless now years. The Arnold. Yeah, now the Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Okay. If you guys didn't get a chance to see that, um, they they had some artisans recreate the uh, wheel of death from the original Conan the Barbarian movie, and that was one of the episodes that they had in the strongman, or sorry, one of the events they had in the strongman portion of the Arnold Classic a few months ago, and that thing is it's it's, it's huge. Awesome. <laughs> It's massive. It's definitely, it's definitely like a artistic. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a piece of, piece of art. I'll, I took some pictures of it. I'll post it in the show I notes. should just put it in the middle of our wad floor. Would it fit? No. I don't think it, it would probably hit the. I don't know. We're 20 foot. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty sweet though. We should try. Well, we couldn't fit it through the door, first of all. <laughs> so strength. What can you what, define strength? What is strength? Well, Mo, it's when you can lift really heavy shit. Okay. More than you could the day before? Yeah. I don't, um, strength, you know, is, unfortunately, like we've talked, it's kind of, um, seems like in CrossFit, especially, people are doing less and less of it in the workouts, daily workouts. Mm -hmm. And we hear from, when we talked about the episode, we got yeah, several- Yeah, the white, uh, main side or die. Yeah, we got several messages and be like, yeah, it's just the direction they're going is just, it sucks for them because- and if you don't strength train, then how can you get strong? You don't get mm -hmm. strong by doing 95-pound thrusters. You don't get strong by doing 185-pound deadlifts. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't get strong by cleaning, power cleaning 135 or 115. Those, those are not strength building mm -hmm. aspects. So just like a brief recap of that uh, main side or die, we talked about the uh, evolution of uh, CrossFit and its programming. Um, or whether CrossFit it's from HQ, whether it's CrossFit HQ or other, um, avenues of programming, but CrossFit HQ, they'll put out their one workout of the day and then, and that's all they do yep. in, in, uh, early on. And back in the day when CrossFit first started, that's pretty much what all, what people did was just the main site programming. Mm -hmm. And then they would go on about the rest of their day. Fast forward a few years, um, they were programming, uh, you know, if, if like I think Bro said, if, if they programmed a 315 deadlift, but you've never lifted deadlifted 315, how are you going to be strong enough to do that? So then other people started incorporating strength training in addition to the wad. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, the first time I saw that was maybe around 2011 or 12 when I started seeing um, a main site, a, a, a main site plus a strength. And then you started seeing people get stronger and faster. What? <laughs> Go figure, right? And then now, which bro made me aware of, which, you know, again, I'm not an owner, so I don't get to see like these affiliate forums and things like that. People are starting to go away from the strength, strength and, and, uh, wad programming and just going to like Work a wad and, uh, strength, like one that once, once every a week three, or so, once every three days. Yeah. And so then, um, a week. maybe yeah. like some mobility or skill work for yeah. about 20 minutes and then like 20 minutes of a workout. So, you know, things are kind of going quote back to the way they used to be. But, um, if you're curious as to our feelings on that, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> go back to the, yeah. uh, main side or dice, but I, moving I just, forward, I just saved yeah. you an hour. Okay. It's, it's no, they, no, we need to download, no, man. Download, but it's stupid. It's rounded up. <laughs> you're dumb for doing it, but Hey, everybody can do their own thing. That's cool though. Don't be bitching though when you can't pick up a barbell. So moving forward uh, from that, after we give you that brief history lesson, so you get stronger by lifting heavy things. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's a rhyme and reason to strength this uh, just part of programming, especially, I mean, I think 
you know, you just can't throw stuff out there and be like, oh, I'm going to get strong. You know, it, it, there has to be, you know, you can a method do, to the madness There has to be, you can't just randomly. And I think that's where HQ struggles is they may do a strength element, say it's a seven by three mm-hmm. built to a three rep heavy, heavy for the day of a push press, but then they won't touch push, push press again for another like six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do a strength element every once every six to eight weeks. Um, and even if you do have it built into your uh, wad, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to develop that, that strength. But the wad isn't designed for strength though. It can be. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I do wads that are designed for strength auxiliary, which we'll talk about later, but yeah, you, strength, you know, it just takes a long time. I think that's what's hard about strength. It takes a long time to build strength. If you look, if you're out of shape, say you were in shape and you're out of shape in about two, two and a half weeks, you can get back in shape. In two, two and a half weeks, I can't put 20 pounds on my squat. Okay. Unless you're on that illegal stuff. <laughs> and if you are, that's okay. If you're on that good, yeah. good old equine stuff. Yeah. Okay. So where do you start when it comes to strength? Well, I think the biggest thing you need to start is what's your weaknesses. Okay. Right. I mean, it's, it's like anything. If you, you have to be honest with yourself. It starts with what are you weak at? Okay. If you're weak at squatting, yeah, clearly, yeah, I need the back squat or I need the front squat. Um, but I think strength building goes deeper than that. It's not just one movement. I think that builds strength and we incorporate that here every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't just squat. We don't just, you know, deadlift, you know, where there's other things that we do to help accelerate our strength. Um, People would call it auxiliary, but I, I wrap everything into a workout. Okay. So can you kind of just cover auxiliary um, for those that may not understand what that term means? Right. So if we're, if we're back squatting, okay. And let's say, I go to the bottom and I'm having a really, really bad knee cave on one side. Doing the stanky leg when you're down there. When you, when you hit the bottom, you go to stand up. One knee kind of shoots in, swims mm-hmm. in. Now, if you're female, it's, you're going to eventually do that because your guys' hips are wider than ours. So mm-hmm. it's more of an angle. Um, but that should only be at maximal loads. Okay. okay. But um, let's just Maximal say, meaning like 90% or above? above yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then even through training, we find that. Actually, Jen's a pretty good example. Um, let's say she maxes out. Let's say on her PR, her knee swims. Mm-hmm. Okay. When, and what we're probably just talking about is like when that, when you're in that squat stance and when you start to come out of it, your knee comes in towards the middle of midline of it's your not, body. And it's not unsafe. It's, it, it's, a, it's a slight swim. They shouldn't be touching. No. If they're touching. We got more problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but a slight knee swim in. Um, what we found is that next time she goes through a cycle, the percentage that she used to do that at, she doesn't do it at anymore because she PRs and then she does, her body gets used to more weight. Mm-hmm. And then now that uh, threshold gets even higher. Before it, you start to see that, uh, that, knees, that yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so let's say you're uh, at the bottom of the squat and you look at a video or someone, you know, your coach is telling you, Hey, your knees going at the bottom. Well, everybody's first thing you're going to say is well, your adductors are tight or uh, your glutes tight mm-hmm. or, um, you you lost your midline. Well, let's say if you didn't, what if, what if my adductors through testing, um, it aren't tight. Okay. What if, uh, I didn't lose my midline, right? Um, what then, what do you mm-hmm. do? Well, it's weak glutes. Your glutes aren't developed to handle that load. Okay. So they're going to get overloaded and they're going to become weak. And when they're weak, that's when you get that knee cave because you can no longer maintain external rotation which is what the glutes will do. You can't, you don't have a, a st- nice stable position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As soon as your knees shoot in, it's going to cause your chest. Uh, Th- you, that's your body telling you, Hey, I don't like this. Yeah. But it's your, ch- your knees going to cave in. Your chest is going to go forward. You're going to lose your midline. Then when you go to stand, your ass is going to shoot up first before mm-hmm. you, before your chest, chest or, and hips should rise together. Or you hear referred to as a stripper booty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So when you realize that now you have a glute weakness, so now we have to kind of address that and that's how you, we do it. Like today we had, um, and it was pretty, it wasn't a lot. It was 25. We had 25 box over dumbbell box overs, but they mm-hmm. were seventies. Okay. So these are single leg. So if we, we have gluten balances, then we've got to make sure that we get strength built on both sides. And if we can ever isolate it, lunge, uh, single leg squat, single leg step up, 
whatever that is, front rack, back rack, mm -hmm. um, then that helps build the glute and gets that single leg that may be behind. Because if your right leg doesn't cave in, but your left does, well, the left glute is weak mm -hmm. in most cases. Now, um, talking about those knee caving in, or is it common for both of them to be not as strong when they cave in, or is it where's one side, is it isometric? It should be isometric. Okay. Right. Meaning so one side will do the suffer more than the other. Well, no. Well, I mean, it's going to be unilateral, or is there both knees going to shoot in? Yeah, I mean, typically that's what would happen. Okay. You know, if you look at a female lifter, um, look at some of the Chinese lifters. When they stand up, both their knees are always swimming in mm -hmm. on the females. And if, we're, if we have one leg that doesn't swim and one leg that does, that's, there's an imbalance somewhere. You got to find that imbalance. Isolate, figure that out. Yeah. Troubleshoot it. Yeah. Are, the, are they tight? Uh, are their glutes tight or the adductors tight? Or, um, <clears throat> or the, is a glute weak and there's, there's tests that you can do through to develop or to check glute weakness on one side or the other, you know, you do clamshells, you can do, um, you know, your coach can have you hold position and push down um, mm. on your, on your one leg and then push okay. down the other, see if one collapses and one doesn't, there's a lot of things okay. you can do to check that. Um, so the next thing we have on the list, um, what are some, common misconceptions on strength building? I think the biggest one is that you can't get strong while doing cardiovascular things. So meaning if, if I'm doing Metcons and which is like our workout of the days, like I mean, but my metabolic conditioning, what is that? Give me an example of that for some of our people that aren't CrossFitters that listen. Uh, I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your Back everyday workout. What's that? Your everyday workout without weight and something moving fast. I would say you wouldn't. No. Why? Moving fast. That doesn't. Your metabolic, like you're trying to get your heart rate up. Like anything you said, cardiovascular. Yeah, but if I if I take and I put a 250 pound power clean in in the workout, and I'm doing after five of those, and I'm in my third round, mm -hmm. my heart rate's going to be completely elevated. It has nothing to do with I'm not moving fast because they're singles. Mm -hmm. But just the stress on the body causes the heart rate to rise. But anyways. Uh, Do those tend to be longer or shorter with the Metcons in terms of time? They vary. It's constantly varied. I mean, it's just our workout of the day. I mm -hmm. mean, workout of the day, which, like today, it was 75 wall balls, five rope climbs, 25 uh, dumbbell box overs at 70-50, five rope climbs for time. That's our Metcon. That's our workout of the day. And how long did that last? Or what was, was, it, was the cap it, on that? It was a 12-minute cap. Okay. So fast. So then you're saying some of the misconceptions with that affiliate associated with Metcons? People, if you, if people think that you can't build strength while working out and cardiovascular, doing cardi yeah, doing cardiovascular things, they think that you can't build that strength. And that's a huge, that's, it's a lie. It's like, they think it's one or the other. You can't marry the both. You can't this, be super strong and be. And have good cardiac capacity. And who just proved that, that Austin Maliolo. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, where he deadlifted 600, 600 pounds and, he went, and then the ran the Boston Marathon. And he never ran over five miles his entire life. <laughs> so you're telling me that he, you can't do both. Uh -huh. Now, granted, uh, deadlift is his. That's his jam. That's his best lift. Yeah. But regardless, 600 still 600. Mm -hmm. You take any of those that's marathon pounds, no matter. You take any of those marathon runners, and they're not even going to be. They'll be lucky to hit a two time body weight deadlift. Mm -hmm. And um, so. I think that's the biggest misconception is like, oh, if you want to get strong, you can't do as many Metcons. Well, and then if you do, uh, if you want to improve your Metcons, you can't do as much strength. I don't, I think it's bullshit, really. I mean, I, I prove it daily in here. So I guess for the individual's athlete's definition of strength, um, does that, do their goals impact uh, how they would go about getting getting stronger? Like if you're a GPP versus a competitive athlete, do those paths look the same? Are they different? Are they similar? Uh, I think, well, we talked about it. If we have, uh, we'll take the weight down. Let's say we have 185 pound power cleans in the workout. And um, let's say each round it's 10 reps. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, it's 17 a minute AMRAP, some shit in between, whatever. It doesn't matter. If I need to move, if I need to move that 185, let's say I'm going to get three or four rounds into, we're talking 30 or 40 power cleans at 185. Well, you can't have a 
a 195 power clean and do the 185. Right? Yeah, that many times in a you workout. You can't do it. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to have to have a two, 240, 250 plus, in my opinion, power clean in order to efficiently move the 185 for 40, and, right? In a and also get the benefits of that Keep the workout. integrity of the workout. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, you know, yeah, I think they go hand in hand. If you want your Metcons to improve and you want to be able to do what I would consider a 185 power clean, that's a very light weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to do that in a Metcon, well, you have to do strength. Mm-hmm. You How have can, to be able to lift significantly more than that if you're going to, in your example, lift it 30 times in a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a in a workout. Yeah, I don't care if you have a 400-pound back squat. That doesn't get you good at cleans. <laughs> that doesn't complement your... I mean, it, has nothing, it can help, but it's not going to... No, because it, it's te- not, you're not repeating that particular your movement. Shit, your technique shit. That's just the way it is. So <laughs> you're not going to be efficient in the, enough in the movement, and especially when you're mixed with the two or three other movements that could be you know, you can have pull-ups or you can have a, a handstand push-up or you mm-hmm. can have rope climbs, whatever it is. You can have stuff that's going to alter and make those cleans a little bit more challenging. So mm-hmm. you got the higher your clean is. I mean, we just seen it at games last year, you know. Well, with the Amanda. Yeah. It's a good example. Yeah, Amanda she, Barnhart. She pow- Shout out. She, yeah. She power clean and push jerked <laughs> her entire way through that ladder where everybody's going to the last two bars. They were having to get full, full cleans. cleans. Yeah. So, yeah. You know why? You said she, that was she had the second highest clean and jerk out of entire, uh, uh, all the females there. Yeah. So what's that tell you? She has the highest numbers, so that means that that last barbell could have been her seventy five percent, where it's everybody else's eighty five or eighty five or ninety percent. So I'll tell you straight up, I'll move my seventy five percent all day, ninety percent at the end of a at the end of a ladder. And that was in the second the second heat yeah. of that. The the bars got heavier too. So, so you what's you that, had to do yeah. whatever load previously. Now you're doing a heavier load. So you, you want to improve your Metcons, I think that you should get stronger. If you want to if you want to get stronger, improve your Metcons because we find that endurance and I think the best translation to this was the crossover from crossover or the crossover from CrossFit into Olympic lifting, Olympic lifting into CrossFit mm-hmm. because there's a, there's a big, there's a big deal here because a uh, weightlifters were always notorious for doing a single lift and they would take a five to eight minute rest mm-hmm. and then they'd hit another lift. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when they got to make weight? If you look at the body type that of uh, lifters 15 years ago to now, it's completely different. They used to think you had to be heavy, mm-hmm. fat, and the fatter you were, the more, more weight, weight moves, more move. mass. Yeah, yeah. More weight moves, more mass. I'm still trying to prove that. <laughs> but um now you look at it everybody is more fit uh they're if if i can if i'm in if i can drop a weight class or two weight classes and retain my strength mm-hmm. what just happened you now now you go from a person who qualifies for nationals to a person who's going to be pushing for that world total mm-hmm. that's that's what it is and you just dropped you know, eight pounds. Yeah. Which, you know, in the, in the weightlifting world is pretty significant. And we saw that, I think we saw a a flood of that maybe around 2015 or so when all of a sudden you started seeing all these CrossFit athletes, uh, were, were moving into the Olympic lifting world because they could lift those weights and they were, sometimes they were doing them like, you know, power snatches instead of full snatches and just like totally disrespectful. Yeah. They didn't like that. And it really, uh, drew a rift in the weightlifting community because you had a lot of your old school cats that were like, Oh, you know, why are these people coming over to our, to our sport? Like, well, we're bringing you money and Oh, I don't know. Annie Thor's that are probably has a million followers. And now she's competing in your national, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a national platform. You don't think that's going to generate more revenue towards your organization. The old, old timers didn't want change. Yeah. And then you have the guys who are like, they're in the young part of their career. Like our sports dying. Okay. Yeah. Our sport is literally dying. Yeah, the, the, if we don't do anything, we're going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're even going to, because there, there was a moment, uh, a brief moment in time where they were almost out of the Olympics. Yeah. Now, how the hell are you going to take Olympic lifting out of the Olympics? Yeah. And you know, that's, it just shows you that, you know, sometimes change is good. And mm-hmm. when you can interject new young talent and to hype that up, well, why wouldn't you want to? So I think now what we're seeing is you can be strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can be really fit. Mm -hmm. And I think you asked, you know, what do you focus on one or the other? Well, I think you focus on both. I think both aspects help you or help you because if my conditioning's poor, but I have a really heavy clean, 
yeah, I can move the 185 multiple times, but when you got to do it 10 in a row, mm-hmm. now your conditioning now plays a factor plays a role in that. And you being efficient with that barbell. And then going back to the weightlifting piece, I think where we finally saw from the CrossFit side is some acceptance of, of us crossing over into their sport is when they um, changed all the weight classes. They added a bunch more in mm-hmm. because people were, we had, you had these just strong fit CrossFit folks that could lift those weights. Yeah. Now they're most, most CrossFitters are not going to compete at the world stage. It's just not, it's just not possible because even though, unless you're T Claire to me, <laughs> but you know, understand that but she's a freak. Understand yeah. she, she went, but she was, she wasn't, she wasn't even work anywhere close oh. to the medals. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Someone can say, Hey, I qualify for nationals, but you're lifting in the C session. Okay. So, you know what I mean? So, and, and this is a discussion you had to have with me. Cause I was looking up someone. I was like, Oh yeah. I, so-and-so yeah. They finished like eighth at nationals. And you were like, okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so then you gave me, you, you broke it down for me. So you're saying like, you know, you're one, just like with CrossFit, you're one, you're top three to five, you know, you're probably talking maybe a pound or two difference. Mm-hmm. You may be half a pound or kilos and maybe even half a kilo is separating those people that are on the podium. But then you said like, once you get past like seven, now we're talking like several kilos oh, <laughs> different. Yeah. So like 20. Yeah. So like, like you said, the first five, you know, whether it comes to weightlifting or CrossFit, you know, depending on the workouts can be pretty interchangeable. But after that, the, the disparity gets, just gets larger and larger. Well, and then you say, well, I place eighth. Well, did you place eighth overall or eighth in your session? Because you have A, <laughs> B, and C sessions, you know, C's for your, your yes, you qualified, mm. congratulations. But your totals, but your you're numbers. you're not even close. Yeah. And that's, that's where people are like, oh, I qualify for such, such. I'm like, well, that's cool, man. But, you know, you're like. Yeah, last year at the Arnold was my first uh, time being exposed to like a full-on weightlifting meet. So like I would go and watch a session and you'd see all these people just like, boom, 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 you know, just throwing up all these weights. And then all of a sudden, like a whole new group of people in that same session would start to show up after everybody had done their three lifts. You're like, oh shit, these are the big boys. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm in the C session. Yeah. Which is like, you know, cause it's all tiered out. But once you get to that A session, that's when you see like some heavy banging going yeah, on. Yeah, You see the top 10 lifters yeah. in, in, in the nation right there for that. And yeah, so that's, that's definitely the difference in my opinion. But yeah, I, I, maybe I'm too cynical. Like, yeah, it's cool to qualify for something, but just like someone telling me, Hey, I qualified for regionals five years ago and then haven't done anything since. Like, yeah, I qualified for regionals this year, 2019 regional. Athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so another thing when we talk about goals, I guess a lot of it also depends on, um, if you're an athlete, like what type of sport. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it has to be, if you, if you're doing a CrossFit, you can't, in my opinion, it'd be stupid to just focus on one element or the other. Okay. Okay. So, you know, say Jenna, she wants to get strong. Well, then we cut out our Metcons. Okay. So let's focus on strength for, I don't know, eight to 12 uh, weeks. Just only strength. No Metcons. Okay. Like occasional, maybe. She's not going to be very happy. <laughs> I can tell you that. She's going to. You're going to gain a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, your eating is going to have to totally change. Oh yeah. Her, her intake is probably going to have to go up. Well, I would say it's going to go. Oh, because okay, she's not going to be working as right. much. Okay. You know, you went from doing three Metcons in a day plus a strength to just a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's going to lose conditioning and then you get heavy. Now you got to get that off. I, I just think it's, and then if you focus just on Metcons and don't do strength, well, you can never get strong because strength takes the longest time it, to develop. Yeah. It just okay. takes time. Like, I told someone today we have, it was her first time and her legs are really, really weak. And, um, I was like, look, I don't care what you, she was struggling with the bar for 10 reps. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I don't care what we hit today. It could be 70 pounds. Okay. If you, it's that, if that's your one rep max, that's fine. If, if we get an accurate max, I can make you stronger. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes is like, I need an accurate max that she moved properly. Okay. And there's a little bit of fight, but nothing that was catastrophic, like nothing egregious. Knees yeah. weren't touching, chest wasn't touching her thighs, you know, <clears throat> you know, elbows weren't almost touching the floor. <laughs> you know, if we can get that and I get an accurate max, now I just need time. So that's the coolest thing about strength. It's the most time consuming, but that's usually all it takes. As long as you're hitting your cycles and you have an accurate max going into it, mm-hmm. you'll, you're going to get strong. It's easier to track the data points to help that person. Not, you just, you just got to put the work in really show mm-hmm. up here, here. I, it's laid out for you. My strength cycle is laid out. 
just follow the cycle. Where I see people fail on strength cycles is when they're going off a um a one year old PR mm-hmm. and they haven't retested it. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> like, hey, what uh, what max are you going off of? I'm going off of my old max. It's like, okay, what's your old max? You know, I, this last year I hit 375 on a back squat. I was like, oh, cool. how much have you squatted since? I really haven't. I was like, how the fuck do you expect <laughs> that you're going to hit what you did last year? Let's, we need to. Rem- how often were you working out back then? Oh, five days a week. Yeah, we need to remax out. So that's what I have people do. If if their max is old, mm-hmm. there's two options I have. If they come into a brand new cycle day one, then I'll have them retest. If they come to our gym and they're we're in the middle of a cycle, I'll take. 20 to 25 pounds off their back squat and front squat. And I'll take 50 pounds off a deadlift, Mm -hmm. have them work the percentages. Yeah. Maybe a little bit light, but it's going to catch them back up to speed. And then we'll retest in a couple of weeks. Cause you need that time. Yeah. They need that time to get back under the bar. So is there, um, like some best practices in terms of uh, getting the most out of your strength? I will obviously one come to the gym doing it. Yeah. I mean, But, you know, I like anything, if you have a crappy program, it's just not going to be as effective. I think that's what's, yes, if I, if I tear any type of strength, it, I should progress. Mm-hmm. I, but I really think that it's even deeper than that. It's not just throwing stuff on paper. If I do 60% this week and then 70% next week and then 80% the following week and I do a wave, mm-hmm. am I going to get stronger? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And there's a couple of reasons. One, you could be squatting more often now than you ever did before. Okay. okay? Two. Yeah, you're going to get somewhat strong, but that, that tier system, you know, I think that you can play with that a lot. And I think that's what I really take my time in, in testing out certain strengths is I can program something raw off the top of my head and I know it's going to work, but that doesn't but mean- But you have a lot of experience doing this. But, I'm, that, but it may not work to its fullest. I could, I could really like tweak it and change certain things and mm-hmm. certain uh, reps to percentages throughout the entire weeks. Mm-hmm. And if I tweak it there, it's going to be even more effective. So I think that, yes, if I throw something out there, if you're going to squat for seven straight weeks, we're going to retest. Yeah, we can get strong. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a good example. We ran, um, as a gym, our deadlift technique, we're strong, de- strong at deadlift, but our deadlift technique wasn't where I wanted it. It wasn't sloppy by any means. So I'm very critical. So it could be cleaner. Definitely could be better. Okay. Okay. Because what I'm saying is we could rep out a lot of heavier weights, but we'd struggle pulling a single off the ground. If you struggle pulling a single off the ground, your technique, there's a, there's a hole in the technique. Okay. So I ended up taking, we've, we got a, did a, a cycle where we actually backed the weight down, took a five rep max, uh, found a five rep max deadlift. And then we started doing percentages of the five rep max. So it was way underloaded. Okay. okay. It was sets, way underloaded, but. It was with cause. Yes. Yeah. I want, how can I correct technique in class properly and get them better to where now they can apply it to their one rep. Mm -hmm. So we took a five rep max. We did percentages of the five rep max. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was through the system that I wrote. We literally had like 95% of our people PR their one rep. We didn't even test the one rep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We tested a five RM and did percentages of that five RM. So Mm -hmm. it's even less. Mm -hmm. The, and then we go and we max out after, at the end of that cycle, when we max out a single of weight, we have not touched in mm-hmm. seven weeks. We haven't even come close to what our single is. Everybody was PRing and you know why? Cause we took a step back. We mm-hmm. fixed the technique. We got everybody dialed in. We, we built strength through volume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's what something else people completely dismiss is building strength through volume. You don't have to always lift within your 90, 95% to get strong. Mm-hmm. We got to get volume in at certain percentages. And that's what I kind of incorporate. And that was a great test. We did literally, we probably didn't even touch our 85% of our one rep max in the entire strength cycle. And yet, you know, we have everybody PRing their deadlift, mm-hmm. but we backed it off, got their technique even more dialed in, changed some foot footwork stuff. Um, and you worked on the little things, little things, yeah. but we also built strength through volume. And I think that's something that and people, probably a little bit of confidence as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, everybody's going unbroken on it. Yeah. You got to fight for them on the last, you know, week six and seven are pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause it's heavy and 
we're still pulling 15 deadlifts and that's quite a bit. And especially when you start getting to different weights and, um, but yeah, I think that it was astronomically awesome to see that mm-hmm. as a program, because honestly I knew it should work, but I didn't but you know, know if it would I, work, but I told everybody that I was like, look guys, we're going to try this. And literally sent the program. Email. Okay. Everybody get in a circle. Yeah. We'll program email. Have some honesty time. Here. Yeah. I said, Hey, look, we're running through this here. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. Here's what I hope to accomplish. It should technically work, <laughs> but <laughs> if it doesn't, I apologize now in eight weeks that I wasted eight weeks it's of your life. life. Yeah. yeah. So, um, real quickly, can you back up and talk about volume for a second? Like what is, uh, can you define that for our listeners? So if you look at powerlifting, they're really, they love pulling singles and doubles and maybe triples. Mm-hmm but they work within their 90% to 92 to 94 to 96. They go up small percentage points. Okay. So they're going to build a power athletes completely different. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're working for that. They're always within that, but what comes with that high injury risk. Okay. Cause when you're always messing with your 90, 92, 94, 96, 98%, Mm -hmm. and those are working sets of singles, doubles, triples, whatever it may be. Yes, you're going to get really strong, okay? But mm-hmm. what's their what's their ten rep max? They right? probably well that, that's not that's not an area that they probably we'll dive test, into right? or test. Yeah. So you know, yes, you can pull these, but um, what I found is if you spend time at one spec end of the spectrum and or the other, meaning heavy singles at the ninety to ninety eight percent, or um, you know living in your 60 to 70% of your, your strength work, Mm -hmm. you're, you're missing a huge chunk of where to build really good strength. And that, in my opinion, is that 70 to 85% Mm -hmm. uh, like a sweet spot is a good sweet spot, but how to build, you got to get volume. So we got to get a lot of reps in. So for instance, I think we, there's time, when was that? We're doing, uh, 18, 36 reps of a squat and a one day of a strength cycle. And so okay. at different, not, perc- not 36, like Unbroken. off the rip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys can't yeah. see that. My eyes got really big for a second. Yeah. I was like, what? But if you think about it, <laughs> any type of lift, that's a lot. That's a lot of squat. That's high quote volume. That's high volume. Yeah. But what you do is like I was telling everybody today, we're still in the portion of where we did 20 squats but we're, we're still in the portion of building strength via volume. Okay. Mm-hmm. As we start tapering towards our fifth, sixth, seventh week. Okay. That's when that the volume goes down, but the, the percentages go up. Okay. Now we're into the strength building. So we're, I always build both aspects. So you lower your reps, increase your weight as you mm-hmm. get closer to, but the like end. I said, once again, it's not just like, it's not one it's thing not ran- all the time. Well, it's not just random either. It's not, there's a reason well, the, and yeah. there's a time to do it in my opinion. So using Metcons can get you stronger is what I hear you saying. Yeah. That was a clock. <laughs> so, ba- so basically what you're, what you're here to say is that you, you, you need that metabolic conditioning in addition to the strength portion and they're complementary to each other. It's not one or the other, like mm-hmm. you just said a few seconds ago. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow we have clean as our strength. And then um, our wad is uh, 12 full cleans at 225, 160. And we have 50 lateral bar over burpees. Okay. Then we have nine full cleans at 245, 170. Okay. So we're going up in weight. Mm-hmm. So nine full cleans, 50 lateral bar over burpees. Then we have six full cleans at 265, 185. And that's on our wad. And we did, our strength was full cleans. If I just do full cleans, okay, I'm not going to build enough strength, okay, because my full clean is always going to be, if if you're dialed in as a lifter, you're going to be right at what your front squat max is, unless you're on the top 1% of weightlifters where their front squats are 600, 700 pounds, mm-hmm. okay, that's why they can clean 500, mm-hmm. okay, but it's relative. So if my front squat is 350, I should have no problem cleaning 315. Okay. Okay. So, but so if just I, a numbers game. Yeah. yeah. So if I only do 
for my max is 315 and I do percentage work at 315, how am I supposed to go above 315? Is that going to make me stronger? Eh, I don't think it does. It gets your body accustomed to those heavier loads Mm -hmm. in your CNS, but our strength comes from front squat Mm -hmm. and back squat. I mean, that's where our strength comes from. So when your front squat goes up, typically your clean is going to go up if, if your technique is good. So I think that, you know, when we do these workouts like tomorrow where we have, was at 12, 21, 27 full cleans at a fatigue state, mm-hmm. it does it just does something different to our CNS where we can even get even stronger at those lifts. And in my opinion, it's more of an auxiliary. It's like, how, how efficient can we be at a fatigue state? We're doing a hundred lateral, lateral bar of burpees right in the middle of the, and then our cleans are going up at the very end. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's a great way to build a different type of strength. Um, because you're under duress for lack of a better term. Yeah. And then now you're having to utilize, you know, get your head right, utilize proper technique to lift a decent amount of weight. Uh, definitely. It's 265. Yeah. It's going to be multiple really, times. Really yeah. Rough. Yeah, for sure. Are there any other, uh, different methods like you can think of to help build strength aside from uh, what we discussed today? I'd say the auxiliary stuff is huge. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it's like, you know, if you have a weak- so, so doing other tasks to help make you stronger it could, in, 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 in a specific task. It could be in your Metcons. It could be in your additional programming. It could be stuff you have to do on the side, mm-hmm. you know, core stability, shoulder stability, you know. Can uh, we talk about that stuff for a second? Like yeah. the core stability and like the, I know you guys do the peanut stuff where you the upside down kettlebell. Like how does that all play into the strength? Shoulder stability stuff. All that shoulder, I think core, I probably is something that people don't really take into consideration when we think about strength. Well, midline strength, you're like, well, I have really good toe to bar. Like, that's cool. But (laughs) (laughs) this is mean that your core is the strongest. Leave it to bro to drop a deuce on everybody's parade. Yeah. Well, yeah. So here, actually, no, Jenna's a good example today. So Jenna is a freaking monster. Toe to bar. Yeah. I, and but I will she also testify. has some grill ass hands. So she really, her grip is like, it does. You like, have big hands? Let me see. I have long fingers. Man, you do have some big She's hands. About, her hands are about almost as big as mine. Yeah. yeah. So when she has to wrap around a bar, like she can hang there like a damn sloth. Okay. Like, <laughs> but she has great toe to bar. Uh-huh. Like if I said Jenna Maxette, I bet you she hits 40 plus. Jesus. And, um, so it was, oh. well, her core must be so strong. Well, her little Caesar ass today doing <laughs> the core. She can tell you about this. Yeah. We just did core stuff. We did hollow rocks and Mason, Mason twists twist with, um, a 35 pound kettlebell or dumbbell. dumbbell. And, um, yeah, I was definitely well, it was one minute shaking. max effort. Yeah. For three rounds of 30 seconds. Rest yes. between. Yeah. But I definitely after I, I the shaking. first two minutes. Yeah. I mean, I had to stop after, what was it, like 12 seconds? Yeah, There's the second round mm-hmm. of hollow rocks. Like, yeah. She's really strong, but I've been telling her for a long time. <laughs> yeah, she's smiling. You can't see her. She's smiling. <laughs> I've been telling her for a long time that her squat has kind of suffered because she hasn't been doing JST. She hasn't been doing her midline stuff. Mm-hmm. And when she's doing her cleans, her butt keeps shooting away. When she does her deadlifts, her butt shoots away. And it's mm-hmm. A big sign is that core is weak, okay? And where she's losing in the middle or she's going down in the squat, she goes to come up and she kind of pancakes because her core is not strong enough to support the loads that she used to lift. Okay. Right? Because you're you're in the process of rebuilding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she stopped doing GHCs because of her little flap in her hip. <laughs> hip flap. Yeah. yeah. Her labrum. And um, because it was uncomfortable for her. But she completely got away from anything core related Mm -hmm. so you know we've been doing a lot of stability stuff in here in the gym Mm -hmm. we do it twice a week but then she's been doing some additional stuff uh lateral stuff which we never train i think that's why the mason twist get a lot of people because we don't ever go we 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 never we don't twist much Mm -hmm. you know we mainly focus on that midline go up and down yeah (laughs) well we do a lot of box overs and stuff too and that i think that has helped a ton just instability, and I, I think hip. that transfers like to midline in a sense. Mm-hmm. Again, the heavier ones like today, seventies yeah. are definitely it would hit your midline a little mm-hmm. bit more than and everything. And yeah, it hits your soul. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, if you don't think those uh, box step overs will get you, just ask Jer Sasser. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Brody lit, his, Brody lit his posterior chain up a couple months ago. Yeah, but he hadn't been training too much. But yeah, so the auxiliary stuff is really important because once I said in the very beginning, define your weakness. Okay, mm-hmm. where am I weak at? Legs are strong, butt strong, but my midline's weak. Mm-hmm. You're, that load that you're under will find the weakest point in your body and it'll, ex- it'll expose it faster and shit. That's why everybody like always, everybody's belting up at 80% because their midline's too fucking weak. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't like, you shouldn't have to use your belt at 80%. Mm-hmm. If I grab my belt at 80%, I'm like, my core's weak. <laughs> like it's, I'm telling on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but going back to the example with Jenna. So you were saying that she's able to compensate for her core, not being as strong with her just strength and ability to hold on to the bar while doing those toaster bars. Yeah, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you, you use lats and stuff too. You're not yeah. just using your core, lats, like, bicep, momentum, kip. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, but core extremity. But if she were to improve on her core strength, that forty now becomes, you know, I don't even know. Yeah, it'd be ungodly. That core becomes, you know, fifty. It's gonna go. 60. She'd go to her hip flexors burn off. Like, <laughs> you know, honestly, because her grip's gonna stay there forever. But yeah, that's where you see these people who are really good at. Um, a lot of strict muscle ups or strict bar muscle ups or the body weight stuff, body weight stuff. They tend to have a really, really, really solid core mm-hmm. and they can stay in proper position through the entire movement where mm-hmm. I see people lose pull ups, chest to bar pull ups, especially or bar muscle ups. They lose a lot in the midline when they're pulling down on the bar or even toe to bar pulling down on the bar to get mm-hmm. high enough to either get on top of the bar or toes to the bar. Mm-hmm. And they lose that position. So you strengthen that up, then obviously it's going to translate to the total bar. So if you're trying to visualize what bro is talking about, when people have this like really strong midline uh, strength, when you see people do like L-sit pull-ups or rope climbs. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. Terry Pierce. If you just look at oh, yeah. CrossFit games. Yeah. She was doing an L-sit and her partner was pushing down on her legs and they weren't moving. I think somebody was doing L-sits with like they're holding on their baby in like one of those chest straddle things. I remember seeing something obscene like that. I know uh, Jacob Hepner always does them with his Yorkie in his little backpack. <laughs> well, just try to, okay, you just sit there. If you don't do else, I can't do what else it's sitting down. Right. So that's the thing. If you build, get two forty fives on your side with your butt in between and do put a 45 pound plate underneath your heels. If your heels touch it, you fail. Now imagine being able to hold that for 15 feet. No, for uh, 40 seconds, oh, okay. let, let alone 30. But with someone shoving down on your feet, mm-hmm. like that to me is insane. That's sick. Yeah. It is sick. But what is she great at? Gymnastics. Gymnastics. Yeah. Yep. Body weight ninja. Yeah. So auxiliary is huge. Find your weaknesses. You see, like Jenna was talking about her hip. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of good success with, we do a lot of single leg stuff in here. Front rack lunge, overhead lunge, double lunge. We lunge or step up every single week in here of some sort. Mm-hmm. And because I know it helps. And it can even just be body weight, right? Just starting off at the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, we have a couple of people who are body weight and their step ups may not be 20, 24, maybe 12 inch or maybe a, an eight inch plate plus or maybe 10 inches, may not uh-huh. even be 12. It's it's specific to them. Well, you want to maintain or make sure those when you're doing them, you're not just stepping up. There's a lot. We want external rotation on the knee. We don't want the knee on the inside of the ankle. We're driving the glute out. Okay. We're squeezing our ass, driving through. We're not pushing off the floor with opposite foot. Mm. We're not creating momentum. So in here, we don't allow in competitions. You can get some momentum and step into it and swing the dumbbells. And mm-hmm. here we don't allow it. And the reason is if we are a competition and we can do that, okay. we're going to crush Good. it. Right. Yeah. But I also know that you're cheating. It's almost like doing kipping, even though kipping pull-ups isn't cheating. We can do more kipping pull-ups then we can strict because we have momentum mm-hmm. and use, use our body weight and allow us to swing into the, the movement. So cool. Um, so strength building, you need it, get you some, um, yeah, get some, <laughs> hashtag. Get some. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, lots of good points, you know, and I think the biggest thing that you pointed out today for most of our listeners is the fact that, um, those Metcons will definitely, definitely help you develop strength. You know, it's, it's part of what we need for this particular method of fitness that we, I'd say about 80% of our listeners choose to follow. Oh, I mean, it's just proven, man. And mm-hmm. if you're a competitive athlete, okay. And you go to these competitions and their, their, their bar cycling weight is X and you can bear, that's closer to your 
three rep max and you need, you need to do 20. Mm-hmm. What's that tell you? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. It, or it will, but you're not going to do well in that event. Mm-hmm. So you got to be honest with yourself. You got to step your game up. If you're a GPP, don't think that just because you don't compete doesn't mean you don't need to be strong. Okay. Because we can, we need to be strong for so many reasons in life, right? Mm-hmm. First off the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Stronger people are harder to kill. Yep. Okay. Don't matter how fast you are. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing that uh, Greg Glassman has said that, uh, yeah. That, 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 that I believe, yeah. And generally more useful. Definitely more useful, <laughs> right? Um, no, but just think about strength, you know, and I was just, we have one of our members, he's 67, 68, Tom, and um, he has this horrendous, I'll have to post a picture. He has this horrendous overhead um, stability and, and mobility, mm-hmm. flexibility. And, um, and I'm not saying you had to be prime at 68, but um, I was coaching classes in the morning last week because our some trainers were on travel and um he he couldn't even get in the proper front rack position mm-hmm. and um so i had him come in two days later uh we spent about an hour together i spent about 40 minutes working on him and these pictures it will just blow i'll show you after but mm-hmm. just blow your mind night and, day. night and day difference and i was telling i was like he's like i was like tom this will never change if we do nothing the position that you're in because he would straighten his arm. Uh, he put his arm above his head, but he couldn't straighten it. Mm-hmm. Okay, His elbow was bent. And it was almost in a Superman flying position. Mm-hmm. That's with rib cage pulled down and head neutral. Okay, mm-hmm. So that's what it looked like. By the end, we had arm completely locked out, fingertips pointing to the ceiling, rib cage pulled down, mm-hmm. head neutral. I can see his ear. Mm-hmm. And this is off of just a little, a little bit of work of ta- changing some tissues. Tissue, but I was telling him, like, look, man, this isn't going to change on its own. So either we do something or we do nothing and you're going to not, it's not going to be, it's not going to kill your quality of life, but you're not going to be able to reach and grab things physically yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got to start putting things down lower and lower and lower. It's like people who can't get up off a toilet. What do they do? They don't fucking work out. They get a toilet seat riser. So they have to squat down less. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting stronger and be able to get your ass up right of a uh, right below 90 squat, mm-hmm. They buy risers to their 90, then above 90, and then fuck, now your feet aren't touching the ground, and your ass, yeah. is, ass is literally above your kneecaps. Well, but when you're checking your social media, your legs will fall asleep, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know I feel like I mean? eventually we won't even have to get up by ourselves anymore, though. It'll just be like little hands pushing you off of the toilet. And there Jenna goes stepping over the line. I know, I'm just saying, always. like, in the future. Yeah. But also what's cool about Tom is, like, he didn't even, he was, we were talking after he was finished, and... Um, just like he doesn't have a lot of aches and pains that other people have mm-hmm. because he was never like an athlete or anything. He didn't start working oh, out. Okay. Until so he you're kind of like not a fresh canvas, but a, not a kinda. damaged canvas. I mean, he, yeah. he didn't start being active until he was like 50. Well, good he, for he, him. Said, he started boxing. He, he started running. Then he started he got into boxing, yeah. but we were talking. He's like, he's like, man, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm having muscles. I never had before that I hadn't good didn't for him. Have boxing. So he's seeing it at 68 yeah. that, life is not over. Uh-huh. We can still, we can still come in looking like fucking Superman mm-hmm. and I can leave. And when I showed him the pictures, I would do, I do side profile pictures. Mm-hmm. When I showed him the picture, he was just ecstatic, like laughing, like smiling, like, holy shit. Like basically yeah. Tom is me. No. A 70. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> dude, not. This dude cusses so much. Like it's ridiculous, but no, it just shows you don't stop your life. Yeah, absolutely not. And strength isn't just for the gym. It literally it's is, for life, yeah. it is for life. Osteoporosis, you're not being, you know, no nursing home. Mm-hmm. If you fall down, you can actually pick yourself up. You don't have to wait for three days and like watch your cats try to eat you yeah. or whatever the hell goes on. And you can wipe your own ass. Cause remember the, that, that's something we said early on yes. that if, if, if one of us, we already had this vow, like if one of us can't wipe our own ass, you, you gotta put me down. Yeah. I can't wipe my own ass. Put me down though. That's it. And I've been there actually, kind of. What? When I hurt my hip, it was just really. Oh, okay. Hard. I thought she. You were, I thought she was saying she was coming to help you out. Oh, I would. And I would again, she steps over the ass. line. I would do it for you guys. I'd probably throw up, but I'd do it. And with that, see why can we just leave it where your cats are trying to eat you alive? Like, nope. She had to go down that path. Yep. But that's, so that's what we get. Friend. But that's what you guys get with your precious Jenna Fisher. Who would want it any other way? <laughs> they wouldn't. And that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm mowing them out. See ya. Bye.
<laughs> wow. Salty. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast. Or on Twitter at Can I Get One More. Or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. So anyway, like I was editing the last two episodes and like you and I are talking and I'm like, kind of, what the hell is that? In the, and I, I just hear. <laughs> <laughs> so then I like, I, I turn your mic off and I still hear it. I turn yours back on. I turn mine off. I still hear it. I turn, no, bo- I no, turn both of ours off and I just hear. <sighs> <laughs> There's only one mic left though. Yeah, Who could that, that be? Like, no, but I, th- I, I thought it was interference because it was like. It was interference. Thank God. <laughs> it was coming. So then coming when I wasn't down. hearing that, I was hearing. Make it easy. I'm gonna make it easy for her. See, then, instead of Mo being able to do show notes, he's had to think of how he configured the mic where you can't fuck it up. What if I do one of these? You don't have fans. Now she, now she's not gonna be able to get to the mic, Mo. You gotta push it in. <laughs> Stop. It's like jousting. Hello, everyone. Oh yeah. So who wins the free Lacroix? I don't know. For what? What I say of someone, whoever gave us, I guess it's a forever sore Mandasaur. She wins the free LaCroix. Congratulations, yeah, well, Amanda. You won a free LaCroix. It's got full of. As soon as you uh, replace my chalk bucket. Full of, <laughs> is this high? Is this. That's which which really, Randy? Um, Randy Rhodes. Old school Randy. What? Old school Randy. Randy Rhodes? Yeah. He's a. Uh, He's never had a good idea. He goes here. He's no, I, I didn't know if it was Randy or the other Randy that, uh, with, uh, Brandon. Uh, no, no, he goes here. No, no. I mean, he shares with what about 98.9% of our listeners share with us. Uh, dislike for Jenna. <laughs> Who was it today? Um, that I don't said, know. what do you do to de-stress? Yeah. And it was, uh, something about, uh, yeah. I, uh, Is that Will? <laughs> I say I mix Halo Top ice cream yeah. with <laughs> fucking Dave Castro. Mm. Listen oh, yeah. to Jenna Fisher or Fish and her friends. I got you, bro. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh.